Hey, poor players, and welcome to the Hey, Poor Podcast. I am your host, I. Coleman. With me is Nathaniel Terencio. Hey, what's up? Again. It's very, very high energy. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Definitely wasn't just like mumbling under your breath. That's great. And speaking of high energy, nobody is more high energy than Anthony Studio Spivey. Anime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm deleting the podcast. I'm this we're is, done. This is officially the last episode. Goodbye, everyone. This is the last it was, episode it was a nice of the Hate Poor podcast, everybody. We yeah, we, we had a good run. We had like one good joke. I think it's been 84 episodes, so statistically there was probably one. I don't think there was two. I think it was just um, a long-running joke about Mario X Rabbids. That was it. That's the only good <laughs> joke this entire podcast. <laughs> That's true. We're still on Mario slash Rabbids Fire Emblem RPG Watch. Um, no new developments in that this week, but don't think that I'm not thinking about it always, especially in my dreams, especially in my sex dreams. Um, that rabbit in, is wearing as... that gimp suit pretty tight, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> oh. hey, uh, in case... Uh, as, as you've no doubt already figured out, uh, this is the Hey Poor Podcast official companion to www.heypoorplayer.com, which is a video game website, and this is the only show on the internet about video games. Uh, what we're going to do is here in the first half of the show, we're going to be talking about the games we've been playing this week. In the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about the news of this week, uh, which there wasn't a lot, but I think there's some interesting stuff to talk about. And uh, in the middle, we will have a brief break where we will answer questions from the audience, and we will tell you how you can submit a question if you want that. I think I said a question to the audience. It's questions from the audience. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, it's it's Sunday. It's been a long weekend. <laughs> it oh man, has it ever? Yep. Uh, but uh, but we're not going to talk about that. So why don't I stop messing up words that I'm trying to say with my human mouth? And turn it over to Anthony. What have you been playing this week? Uh, this week it's been a pretty slow week in terms of the amount of games I've had, but I've spent a lot of time in the games that I've been playing. Um, I believe it was Kenny who wrote a review about a uh, Fate Stay, uh, ex- or sorry, Fate Extella, the uh, the Muso game from the Fate Stay series. Which I'm really glad that he wrote it because I've been playing a lot of it. And it's basically a giant Muso game full of very stereotypical anime characters with a very anime storyline of it being a side... It is a side game of a side game of a sequel to a visual novel that came out but not in the US. So it is very hard to understand <laughs> if you haven't been following the series for yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the fighting mechanics, since it's a Muso game, it is killing thousands of enemies all at once, and it is—it's a pretty good game overall. So I've been playing a lot of that. The other thing is, I got Stardew Valley for the PS4. Even I've been playing it on my PC, but I don't have that thing right. on a lot of the time, just because I just don't play a lot of PC games. So I did not realize how not optimized for the PS4 that game is. Like the, it still has a cursor for a mount, for like moving and stuff. Oh, that's that's disgusting. So like you can move with the D-pad, but like if you want to select something on the screen, it's uh, there's a giant mouse key, and I'm like, why is that? There? This is not 
Uh, this is not a computer, but other than that, it's Stardew Valley. It is best. Uh, it's just better. Harvest Moon. Mm-hmm. I've only played a little bit of that. I got that actually earlier today before we started recording. Other than that, it's most. It's uh, just been reading a bunch of stuff um, that has nothing to do with video games or the website. So that's all I've been doing this week. It's a lot of Muso grinding and Stardew Valley. All right, uh, Nathaniel, what have you been playing this week? Um, so I like every week. I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, they added a new 14 patch. Or 15? Though. Fourteen. Fourteen. Oh yeah, okay. then yeah, I heard about it had a big old patch that changed yeah, a it, few things. Yeah, it had a a big patch, and the thing with this patch is that like the the content was announced a few months ago, but they're releasing it in two parts. It's essentially to sort of prepare us for the next expansion, which is coming out this summer, which is looking pretty solid from what they've revealed. But you know, we'll we'll see. Like there, there's another. Um, Square Enix Fan Fest uh, next month, which will announce like the final details of the expansion, such as like the last class that needs to be revealed because there's there can't just be one new class. And I've been playing a lot of that, and the new patch is pretty good. I it's pretty full considering that this is supposed to be a two part patch where like this we're getting it this month, and then in the next like in March we'll get the second half, and it feels pretty full. It doesn't feel like oh this is just like the filler patch. This is like the second part will be the real patch so that's pretty good and i've been also playing a lot of i've actually been playing a lot of old mmos that are still active just to um i'm kind of like i love final fantasy 14 but it's such a theme park mmo and i wanted something more um old school and i i i actually mm-hmm. downloaded uh project 1999 which i don't know if anyone knows what that is it's pretty much everquest like vanilla everquest and i think they plus the first expansion and I've never played EverQuest. That's the thing. But that I know, like, the legacy of it. MMO. Yeah. That's <laughs> And, like, I started it, and, like, I've, I've never played it. And, like, so, it, like, all those all the old school conventions are so weird to me. Like, the UI is just butt ugly. Like, it looks, like, worse than Windows 98. And it's it's really difficult and unforgiving like if you pick a race that's aligned a certain way like some cities just don't like you and i picked like there's one race that's just not not liked by anything but i kind of like that i like the unforgivingness of it it's kind it's it's kind of fun it's pretty charming in like that old school way but uh yeah it's Mm -hmm. there's some uh growing pains with that but like that's what i've been playing i've been playing pretty much just a bunch of old mmos so everquest is one of them and i tried guild wars 2 again uh yeah that that's that's a cluster fuck of a bunch of crap that i need to catch up on and yeah i think those are the three notable things i've been playing i've been playing some mobile games but uh nothing too new yeah yeah nothing too new like i I think i caught up on super mario run and that's pretty much it that's that's a good game that's fun it's it's at a certain point it becomes super easy but it's still fun you guys know that this section takes half the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so can we gush? So I, I, can I gush I, more I, about EverQuest or like complain more about EverQuest? Is this can, can honestly? I haven't heard of EverQuest since I was like ten, so this is interesting to me. Yeah. I okay. Haven't thought of that game in over yeah. a decade. I same, think at this point. Same. It yeah. Like. So okay. So let me give a con a, a little bit of context about like my MMO history, just like 
just understand where people so people know where I'm coming from like going into like vanilla EverQuest like I the This o- is th- this is actually real quick. Go this ahead. is actually going to be funny because one of the questions we got this week was what MMOs have you played and what did you like about them? So Nathaniel's answering it early, but that's fine. Please continue. Yeah. Oh yeah, no problem. But like so like just to make it sh- like kind of short cuz like I want to get more into EverQuest. Um I the first um MMO like subscription based MMO I played is World of Warcraft and like that's probably a lot of people's that's I got into World of Warcraft during the end of Burning Crusade and start of Wrath of the Lich King, and it 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 I got into it like late, not at the start, because I did really wanted to play World of Warcraft at the start, but it was hard to convince my parents like, hey, I I need to pay. I not only do we need to buy this game, but we also need to pay fifteen dollars a month for this because that's that's ludicrous. This is before like Netflix or anything else, so like it was really weird for them to be like, why do I need to pay fifteen dollars a month for a video game that you already paid for? But um. After convincing, I got uh, World of Warcraft and Burning Crusade, and that was my first real MMO experience. And, like, a lot of people know that World of Warcraft is successful because it took what was popular in, like, Ultima and EverQuest and just pretty much streamlined it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, like, that was my first real MMO experience. And I played a couple of free-to-play, like, Korean MMOs that are super grindy and super not fun. So, yeah, but, like, so I, that's where I started, and I've obviously played a lot of more MMOs since then but everquest is super weird because i've always known what everquest is i know that people played it and i know like it has a it had a following at the time when i like found out about it which was early 2000s and man like playing that game i there's something really cool about it like I, i'm playing it now and i'm like you know what i get why people really like this i get why this was a lot of people's like gateway mmo because this is like super like for the time it was super different it's pretty much like like I know there was a lot of MMOs that came out before EverQuest, but like the fact that it was in th- it was in 3D, and like you could explore and like do all these cool things. Like it's cool. Like if I was like older in 1999 and this came out, I would be like, yeah, I need this game. Of course, like playing it now and like with modern video game conventions, like it's super dated and like obviously it's super dated. But like there are some things that are just really really weird that you don't even see in video games in general anymore. Like like how. It's super integral to, like... Like, it, when you do raids or dungeons, it's, like, you plan out what you're gonna do. But, like, it's super weird in EverQuest because it's, like... It's, like, obscene levels of planning out. Like, there's, like, a specific item. Someone told me, like, at higher level dungeons, it's, there's a specific item that you use to scout the dungeon. And, like, that was super integral before because, like, you needed to do that to plan out your things. Like, it's not, like, before now where you can just, like, kind of, like, look up a guide. Like, back then you had to do that. And, like, I was hearing all these old people, like, because people on Project 1999 aren't, like, people like me who wanted to play EverQuest now, you know? It's people who used to play EverQuest. And, like, when they tell me they're, like, they're old, pretty much, like, they're old war stories about vanilla EverQuest, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of work for, like, um... (laughs) This like for like doing like a video game where it's like super different now and like even like tra- like going to places like we're so used to like transportation methods like oh you can ride a mount or you can do this it's like no you have to walk everywhere and it sucks it's literally like uh, most of the game is like walking it's like a combination of fighting and walking and then like in the zones even like the low level zones there's like walking is a hazard because there's like there's mobs that are literally like like super high level and they're there because it's like oh yeah we know this is a starter zone but like this is to scare like new players and it's like well it sure as hell scared me like i don't even want to like leave the town anymore and it's like really weird and it's like like nowadays you can't mess up your character like 
games like don't allow you to mess up your character you can totally mess up a character in everquest like you could totally like pick like do the wrong thing like builds and stuff and you're just gonna be like super screwed for the rest of the game and it's like really unforgiving but like mm-hmm. i mean that's what i wanted i wanted to try everquest because i'm tired of well not tired but like kind of burnt out on like theme park mmos where it's kind of like you you go from one set piece to another and like even like raiding is like super fun but like you know what's gonna drop you know there's no surprise on what's gonna drop the surprise is like hey it actually dropped and like i kind of wanted to get that old like mmo feeling and like i don't know like how valid my opinion is because i never played the original everquest like during its prime but like looking back on it i'm like you know it has its problems but i'm legitimately having fun if not for the fact that this game is fucking terrifying and weird to play because not only is the UI super ugly, but everything is legitimately threatening. And, like, in MMOs, you don't get that feeling anymore. Like, in World of Warcraft, like, you can kill anything. And it doesn't... You can, like, literally press one button. And you'll be fine for the most part. Like, even the new expansion. Like, a lot of people... Like, I was playing that and I was like, you know what? I know it's... I know I'm level 100 and I know, like, I'm supposed to be able to kill everything. But I literally can just kill everything in one hit. And, like, that sense of danger and that sense of exploration... And maybe it's because I have to walk everywhere. Like, the scope of the world seems huge. So it was a lot of... It was a lot of fun. But, yeah, I definitely, like... It's def- it's not something, like, I'll spend too much time with, I imagine, like, in the future. But it was, like, a cool experience. And it's kind of nice to see, like, where... Like, at least the traditional 3D MMO started. You know what I mean? So... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Like, I like it a lot. I don't know if I can play it like forever but it's certainly interesting and it's like it was nice because it like makes me appreciate like what i have now and it also just like it's a cool like throwback so especially because i never played it so it was definitely fresh for me i've i don't know i i don't know too many people who did play everquest either because um most of the people who like were like i know who are old enough to probably remember everquest never played it like they said like oh i couldn't afford the 15 dollar like a month subscription which is fair you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was cool. Yeah. All right. Um, the main thing that I've been playing this week uh, is a game I'm playing for review. By the time this podcast goes up, I'll probably have reviewed it. I feel like I'm pretty much uh, done with what I need from it at this point. Um, and that is a game that's called Merc, or M. I mean, it's, it's like an acronym. It's like M period, E period, R period, C period. Um, and I know that some people have been looking forward to this game. I hadn't really heard of it before. Um, it's, it's basically XCOM, um, but a little bit different. The premise of the game is like, uh, corporations rule the planet, um, with the twist being that they apparently think that that's going to take till the year 2124 rather than the year 2016. (laughs) Um, uh how about that social satire but it's like a gritty uh military game like uh corporations were the world uh and you are trying to there's a bad corporation uh and it's it's pretty dumb because this the like opening cutscene is like there was this corporation that was called ray corp and it was evil but all the other corporations teamed up to destroy it and then uh, the game starts. It's like there's a mysterious new corporation that's popped up and is doing bad things. Who could it be? It's like, hmm, hmm. Spoilers. It's Ray Corp. Uh, <laughs> so you, and uh, you are your own corporation, and you control teams of mercenaries, and you send them out to, uh, like, de- destroy Ray Corp. And you're it, it, again, it's basically XCOM. So you have a four-person squad. 
you send it out you do it's uh like third person top down combat uh strategy type combat the difference being that it's not actually turn based um it's actually played out in real time which is interesting and was very hard to get used excuse me was very hard to get used to at first because i just like kept dying over and over um because you have to think like XCOM, but you can't sit there and think, what is the smartest thing for me to do in this situation? It's, oh god, they're shooting at me, I gotta do something right now. But other than that, like, it's kind of a dumbed down... I, I mean, it, it, I keep saying it, but it really is XCOM. Like, you have four different classes, which are the XCOM classes, uh, with a little less nuance to them. Each of them can have two different abilities. Uh, in between missions, you go back to your base where you can choose to advance time or work on your base, except there's less to do in it than there is in XCOM. Um, and it's not bad, and I wouldn't say it's a straight ripoff, but it's one of these games where I feel like I don't... Like, it, like it's fine. It's a fine game, but it doesn't really do anything to stand out, you know? Like, there's a lot of these types of, you know, four-person squad strategy games um and, and i don't know that merc really does anything to set itself apart from it that said i've been having a pretty good time it's pretty mindless it's one of these games where i like play it and i i'm either like listening to a podcast or watching something in the background or uh, you know editing this podcast something like that um other than that yeah i mean that's merc like that's that's all of it um I did, long-time listeners to the show will be happy to know that uh, just as whenever I'm reviewing a game for Hey Poor Player and it lets me name my character, I always name it Scrungo Jerry. Um, I did, in fact, name my corporation Scrung Co. Ah. So, that's... Hey. Uh, uh, <laughs> every, <laughs> the, tradition is, uh, the tradition is alive and well. When I heard you talking about corporations, I was honestly thinking, it's like, oh, it's XCOM, but like you control people like Walmart. Where it's like, oh, you get to the delivery <laughs> people. Oh, and you're the cashiers. You have to do this. And that sounds honestly a little bit more interesting. That, would yeah, that be, sounds cool. That would be really fun. And that would be a lot more interesting than what's basically a Graham Brown military. Like, it's it's a little more interesting than that. Like, that's the thing. It's it's a little more interesting than it could be. But it's not like, wow, this is great. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I definitely want to play, like, Shopping Center, XCOM. I, I um, don't like XCOM, and I would immediately buy that if that was, like, the next expansion or something. Is is this an indie game, or is this, like... I've never heard of this, actually, until right now. I believe so. so. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an indie game. It's developed by a company called Tiny Mob Games. It doesn't look like they've done everything else. But, I, I like, I had heard of it before. Um, I, I wasn't really looking to it but like i know francis was talking about like he was saying like i've been interested in this one so you have to tell me how it is and basically it's it's fine uh if you've played xcom 2 and you feel like you're tired of xcom 2 and you have 20 bucks yeah you could get this until they release what what will probably be the far superior xcom 3 like yeah yeah it's fine um i guess i should say it is also an early access right now which is surprising to me because it's like a it's it's a complete game I didn't really experience anything that I felt like, you know, oh, this is obviously early access. This is obviously unfinished, even though it came out very recently. Yeah, it came out three days ago, and it, uh, it's in the early, like, so, you know, if nothing else, props for that. 
Props for being an early access game that isn't crap. That's always nice yeah. to see. Yeah, it's it's kind of bad that like we see early access and like we think derogatory. Like, oh, okay, well, I expect this to not be like, you know, you you don't expect anything close to full at this point. You know, it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I guess I'm looking at now. They're like additional story levels that tell the entire Merc story, deeper character development, additional interesting and like. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I love I, it when I didn't games care have about like additional story. interesting things. Like it's not interesting enough. We already know, but we're gonna hide that fact. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Like I genuinely don't care about the story. If it like it's like there's more levels. Like cool, cool. You're adding more levels. That's nice. Um, but like we're adding more story. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about anything that happens. Like it's Raycorp. Like it, yeah. Um, I will okay. I will say there is one character I really like, which I don't remember his name because uh, I didn't care. But he's this little AI that follows you, kind of like functionally, kind of like Destiny's ghost ca- character. You know oh, the one that okay. was voiced. Right, what's his name? Um, except not dumb. Except um, not dumb and not horribly voice acted for like the game's first yeah. Uh, cycle. Yeah, exactly. Not voice acted at all. Uh, which is, you know, fair enough. If you can't get a good voice actor, just leave it out. Yep. But, like, I genuinely liked that character. Uh, I don't remember his name because his name was, like, some acronym. But he is, uh, he's almost a parody of, like, tutorial guides in that he is ridiculously overexcited about every single thing that you do. So, like, the first time you move, he's like, Wow, you moved! You're a real professional! I can see you must be the best mercenary squad! And, like, it's genuinely funny. I found it funny, at least. I feel like there's a lot of acronyms in that game from what you're explaining. <laughs> like, Yeah. I don't know what Merc stands for, by the way. <laughs> That's... I don't think it stands for anything. I think they were just like, how do we make this look more cool and, like, it's military and, and dramatic. Mom's eating rotten cheese is probably not it. <laughs> if it is, that's, that's a all it's better game. That's all it's going to be in my head now, Anthony. Thank you. You're welcome. Literally, when I'm writing the review, I'm gonna be staring at the name over and over and thinking, "Mom's eating rotten cheese." So thank you. <sighs> Good job. Uh, Good job, me. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Good job. I, I'm impressed with how off the cuff that was. But yeah, that's that's Merc. It's fine. It's twenty bucks. It's probably worth twenty bucks. It's- it's probably worth 20 bucks. On the other hand, you could also use that 20 bucks to, at my local theater, see Hidden Figures four times. So, you <laughs> know, maybe you, should, maybe you should think about it. Um, and with that, I guess that's all the games this week. So why don't we go to commercial break? The Hayport Podcast is the official podcast of HayportPlayer.com, your one-stop shop for video game and pop culture news, reviews, and editorials. If you like what you've heard here and you don't want to wait till next Wednesday to hear more, that's the place where you can read all of our writing and the full reviews of some of the games we've talked about on the show, like Mom's Eating Rotten Cheeses. Uh, you can also follow us at HayportPlayer on Twitter or Facebook, and you can check out the YouTube channel, which is the home of my Second Opinion series of videos and Nathaniel's videos and a whole host of Let's Plays, features, and reviews separate from the site proper. In addition to that, Anthony, where can people find you on the internet? I am mostly found at VirtualSpivey on Twitter, where I do very weird posts about things no one cares about. 
such as different types of anime that no one cares about that only I, has like I five care. followers. <sighs> Have you been watching interviews with Monster Girls? No, but it's something I definitely care want about to watch. What I've been writing about on that. I, I definitely want to watch it though because it, it seems like way up my alley. Spoilers on something that is getting posted as of this recording tomorrow. It's it's a good thing. So. Okay. I, I hope that you'll look into that, but that's where I'm mostly found online. Yeah, uh, Nathaniel. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr as Blazer Hoodie. I'm most active on Twitter. I haven't updated my Instagram or my Tumblr in quite a bit, and I also have my own YouTube channel, which is Nathaniel Trancio. You can just um, type my name. It should be my channel should show up. Should and. I have my own website too, NathanielTerencio.com, and you can find links to my YouTube and all of my portfolio stuff as well. And yeah, but I'm most active on Twitter, but that's mostly garbage. But hey, if you like garbage, some garbage is okay. So you know, <laughs> so garbage. I mean, it's is not okay. like Twitter isn't full with absolute garbage in the past few weeks anyway. So you might oh, as well get yeah. something different. Right, well, if you right. like anime garbage, hey. Anim- oh, man. If anime garbage doesn't end up being the name of this episode with you two on it, honestly. Um, but... Mom's eating anime garbage. <laughs> Mom's eating anime garbage. Meeg. Meeg. <laughs> That's the noise they make after finishing their meal. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> the new Pokemon everyone's talking about in hushed tones of horror. Rig! <laughs> it's the oh new missing God. game. It just immediately deletes itself after being put on your game. <laughs> Kill me! <laughs> Meek is the only Pokemon who can die. Oh it's the only Pokemon that wishes for death. <laughs> Oh man. Um but yeah, uh I'm at Last Space Marine on Twitter. Uh go there if you that is like where all of my work gets posted, so if you want to see pretty much anything I'm doing, that's the place to go. Um also if you're interested in politics, that is also on Twitter. Um and then uh yemedium.com slash at Y E E T Z C H A K is my is my portfolio of writing. Um not that I'm looking for a job right now. I'm just saying. You could go look at it. You could just read it for pleasure. Not everything's about work. Jesus Christ, you people. Um, and then, as we said last week, if you want the full Hey Poor Player Twitter experience, not only should you follow Hey Poor Player, but you should follow me, Nathan, Anthony, and Jay, uh, because we are just like the Hey Poor Player shitpost crew on Twitter at this point. One of us will post something, and then we'll just all <laughs> reply to it. We'll all just shit on each other's posts, but in a nice way. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's quite Constantly. beautiful. It's honestly. It, it, it's true friendship. Uh, we also have the Hey Poor Player forums, which you can find by clicking the link on our main site that says forum. Hey, what's easier than that? That's something we're trying to get started as when interact with you guys, the Hey Poor Player community, unlike reading articles or watching videos with Adblock Off. The forums don't benefit us directly in a monetary sense, but it's a great way for you to get in touch with us. So if you want to... Uh, ask me about the history of Scrungo Jerry, or you want to ask Anthony about uh, fate, or you want to ask Nathaniel about some some anime shit. Uh, the forums are where you can talk to us directly about all of our work, and it's where you can ask questions that will get featured on the pro on. Uh, 
And you can ask questions that will get featured on the podcast, like Lavender Frostflower, participant on the Hey Poor Player forums, asks, What MMOs have you played? What did you like about them? And Nathaniel's pretty much covered this one. Uh, Alright. Yeah, because well, he's had a lot. He probably has a lot more, too, I bet. You sound like a true. MMO type of dude. Uh, well, yeah, but I, I, I want to hear what you all actually have to say first, because I'm actually interested in what other people play. MMOs are something I Can't should relate. be liked. That it should be right up my alley. This massive role-playing games that don't end. I've just never been a fan of the, the whole either paying monthly for it or the fact that you have to spend hours every month or so every time to play it. And I just never really get into it. So I played a fair amount of like those free-to-play Korean MMOs. Never really liked them. I played about an hour of World of Warcraft back when I think only the first expansion came out, and I got so bored of how it looked, I had to set it down. Um, I really mm-hmm. liked the 20 or so hours I put in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, that's, re- uh, that's a game I probably should really get back into. I just don't really have the time to find a group and get all of that done every time if I want to actually keep up and write some. So anyone who can play MMOs and get actual work done has my applaud because I don't see how it's possible. Yeah, there's one MMO I played just recently that is one of the absolute worst video games I've played in a while, which is the Adventure Quest MMO that came out recently. If anyone remembers that old Flash game, that's still going apparently. Yeah. No, I remember. I think I played the MMO version of that but i thought it wasn't recently i thought adventure quest oh. worlds had been out for a little oh while. not worlds okay uh, that's my mistake there's two mmos then i'm talking about adventure oh quest 3d yeah i've seen that. oh boy okay. wait what 3d yeah it came what out. does that even look like it looks like an early ps2 game if it's if it's lucky like from a third party <laughs> early ps2 game <laughs> maybe late ps1 it's pretty janky it looks like the home alone <laughs> game for ps2 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, oh man, look it I've up, look it, listeners, look it up. Uh, I was oh, going to write something goodness. about it, and I spent twenty minutes on it, and it was so <laughs> just awful and filled with not even good puns, which I enjoy, <laughs> but so many awful, terrible puns in twenty minutes, as well as archaic, even for like I can tell it's archaic, Stahelings for how it's played. I, I had to just set it down, and it's still on my computer, taunting me. It's like, why don't you play mm-hmm. me more? Why don't you get more angry about me? Um, the whole reason it's yeah. apparently supposed to look like that is because it's supposed to be integrated with cell phones. So you can play the game mm-hmm. at the same time as playing it on the on the computer. The problem with that is yeah. it's either going to look terrible or they should have just not had that function at all because who plays in a Mo's on their phone? Yeah. Like, I want to yeah, know I who actually... plays MMOs on their phone because that's that's too small. J- well, <laughs> Japan, but, like, again, arcades and the Vita exist in Japan, okay. so, I mean, yeah, and, you know, and, anything goes. And they also don't play Adventure Quest in Japan, <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> a game that's only available yeah. in English. No one plays Adventure <laughs> Quest, to be fair. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that's... Adventure Quest back when I was 11. Oh, I'm talking about the no. new one. <laughs> That's that's what I was gonna say. No, twelve year olds play Adventure Quest. It's like RuneScape. If, if you're older than like fourteen and you're still on RuneScape, you should you should you should not be. You should stop. Like 
Adventure Quest moment, is the MMO people. Runescape. It's the MMO people play to not have to play MMO. That parents are like, oh, here, this is something I remember from my childhood. It can't be that bad. It looks exactly like mm-hmm. my childhood games too. <laughs> here you go, new child. More like, oh, hey, this is something. This existed. <sighs> I, I, I never really enjoyed RuneScape. I just played it because, like, that was what you did. I mean, we didn't have like Minecraft. Yeah. I'm too old to have, you know, been on the the Minecraft craze, which is what my younger brother, like, right, like, that was his steez. Um, but, like, you just, like, again, I don't think I enjoyed RuneScape. I don't think anyone enjoyed RuneScape. And I played it so much. I think the people who enjoyed RuneScape are the people who are still playing it, and that's because they have Stockholm Syndrome. I guess. Yeah, and they specifically like, when... play RuneScape, too. Like, they don't move on from... Yeah, Yeah, like like... I, I don't get it. Like, people who play RuneScape, like, you know there are good games, right? Like, there are so many games that do this exact same thing, but, but fed, like, this is just a free World of Warcraft ripoff. That came out, I like, think, at best. before World of Warcraft, but still. Apparently still. had, a, like, an up, like a giant graphics update, like, five years ago, and I didn't even hear yeah, about that yeah. like, no, last month. And a lot of people hate it. And, or not a lot of people. Let me put it this way. People who, the people who still play RuneScape, which is the only people that you know, RuneScape well, get money from hate it, and that's only and like I I think it's really because like, oh, it's streamlined, blah blah blah. No, it's because you put so much hours into RuneScape two that you really can't switch over at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I mean that's kind of how it is. It's like with all MMOs, it seems like always there's you know people there's always the people who are like your Project Ninety Nine with EverQuest or the whole WoW servers vanilla thing that's ongoing. Ugh, don't get started on that. There's always there always seems to be a big like contingent of the fan base that wants it to be exactly how it was originally and i'm not saying that's bad i'm saying just like like that is a known thing people want yeah i don't know um yeah honestly i haven't played many mmos since i was a kid um and it was the ones we were talking about like i played a lot of adventure quest worlds and really all the adventure quest spinoffs i played adventure quest i played a mech quest was my favorite because i was like sci-fi better than fantasy um and, uh, yeah, I play Adventure Quest Worlds. I played a lot of RuneScape. Um, but I've never really enjoyed them. Again, like, I think I did as a kid just because I had a bunch of friends who were doing it. And it was just kind of the thing you did. And I guess as I got older, I was like, oh, I can play games that I want to play. Like, especially once I got a job, it's like, oh, I, you know, I have money. I can buy whatever games I want. Like, I pretty much fell out of MMOs. I'll dabble in something occasionally. Some Somebody will be like, oh, hey, try this one. But it's just, you know, when World of Warcraft came out, it really cemented, like, this is what MMOs are going to be more or less forever. And I won't say that all of them are like that, but many of them follow the WoW formula, which I have played. I've, I've you know, dabbled in the free trial of WoW. Um, I think I've talked about that on here probably a little bit. But... Uh, after that, you know, every game is, is, or at least most of them are that style, and I don't like it. I don't find World of Warcraft fun. I find it fun for a very little bit. Like, the combat's not terrible, but literally every single quest is either kill five guys or pick up five things. And, and, and it's not fun enough for me to extend it for ages and ages and ages and ages. Especially because I also think the war of the lore of Warcraft, rather, is really dumb. And so it's not like I can enjoy it from a story or role-playing uh, perspective. 
so I don't know. Maybe the MMO for me is out there somewhere. The one that has no grinding or interaction with people. <laughs> That's what I want. Okay, a walking simulator that came out in 2011. <laughs> Got it. Exactly. Exactly. Or uh, what is it that I am or that bread game you play? That is the game for you. That's that the is game. the MMO what? game. <laughs> yeah, I want. Uh, 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 I want No Man's Sky. I want to be told it's an MMO. But it's actually not, and I can never run into anyone. Oh. Oh. Um, but, yeah. It's 2017, and hey, poor player hasn't forgotten, we will still be making digs at the expense of No Man's Sky. Um, I'd like to take a moment here to plug our YouTube channel, as I do every week. There's a couple things we always like to plug. One of them is this week's second opinion, which is called Fallout 4 is a Bad Game. Uh, and this one is, uh, I really want to plug this one because it's good because I had almost nothing to do with it. Nathaniel not only wrote this one, but he did the, uh, he basically performed it. He read it. Um, literally all I did was throw some video on it and, uh, uh, an intro and outro, um, and yeah, it's it's really good. It's really, really interesting, really well written. Second opinion, of course, being a show where we take a game that everyone has one opinion on and do the and like express the opposite opinion. Um, again, Fallout 4 is a bad game. You want to talk about that, Nathaniel, at all? Um, about the video, right? About the Fallout, about Fallout 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I'm actually like really happy that a lot of people, well, for the most part, like maybe. Maybe it's just because our demographic or whatever, but like I, I'm really glad people enjoyed the video. I'm really glad that people, like, not so much agree, but like get where I was coming from. Except for that one guy who said, "No, it's not." Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, well, what everything you said was at the end of the video, so I mean, you obviously didn't watch the whole video. But again, you know, it's it's fine, it's fine, it's whatever. Uh, but yeah, like I'm just really happy that everyone like saw where I was coming from because there are like a lot of things objectively bad with. Fallout 4 and like I play the game I'm not saying I enjoy it for very long but I played the game recently too so yeah I'm just mm-hmm. I was I was happy I was very uh happy to work on that because like I I like Bethesda games in general are like things I like I'm super passionate about just because like they, I have a long like they've been a part of my life for quite a bit like Morrowind got me into PC gaming so yeah and to do a video on Fallout 4 which is the most recent one and the one like I probably have the most to say about because it's it's like it came out at the time when I was like really into game journalism and analyzing games, and yeah, I could talk about that game for a long time. Not necessarily in a good way, but a you know like in a in a constructive way, I'd like to say. But mm-hmm. yeah, like the big thing about that video though is exposition, which I like. I'm I you guys should definitely watch it because um, what I mean by exposition is totally different than what it actually is supposed to mean. So <laughs> yeah. Um... Not. Yeah, you were. I hadn't actually looked at the comments before, and I looked at them now. And you're right; the top comment right now just says, "No, it's not." <laughs> and somebody <Yeah>. commented <laughs> under that, "I demand a fourth opinion." Um, uh, but like, like you got us, guy. Um, no, that's uh, the thing. Every time somebody does it, sorry. Every time somebody does a, a guest episode, which next week's episode is also going to be a guest episode on Quake, which I'm very excited for. Uh, already start production on that. But um, like every time. Every time somebody does a guest episode, they come to me later and they're like, have you seen the comments for it? Like, this dumb idiot person. And it's like, I don't even look at them anymore, honestly, on second opinions. Like, it's not worth it. (laughs) I think I replied to a few comments on my own personal channel. Or I think I made a comment. But yeah, like, 
the comments are pretty did, civil for the most part on that video like i mean like other than that one person mm-hmm. and i'm just like well at the, well worst thing they did is didn't watch the whole video so i mean that's not the worst thing technically someone can do yeah, Jay Jay got into some big old discussions on the Ocarina of Time video that come out, came out a couple weeks ago. He was like, knock down, drag out. <laughs> I can imagine. I actually need to... I watched that video. I did not read the comments on that video, though. I... I uh... I don't want to. I don't want to go into that uh, that uh, that hellhole swamp of comments. Yeah. In, in fact, Spivey, I just popped over to the one you did about Pokemon's first generation, and the top comment right now says, "At least it's not as boring as Gen 4. Oh, that's wrong. That's, <laughs> that's, just, that's not even an objective like opinion. No. That's just wrong. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, I watched that video and I completely agree. Like, that's something like me and my like one of my be- like one of my best friends like completely like say about first gen is like, and we even played first gen recently, like the you know the 3ds versions, and we're like, yeah, this is ass. Like, just like it's not. Yeah, it's cool because it was the first Pokemon, but damn, is it like messy as hell and just bad in places. Like, it's just objectively bad in certain places. Didn't age well. They fixed a lot of things in Gen Two, and which is what makes that an actual game that time. Yeah. So I don't know why it's just that bad now. What's well, like? The first it's because it's it the first Pokemon age. game I played. It's it it means a lot to me. Yeah, things that mean a lot to you can be crappy. It's like that's life. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Oh yeah, there's there's things that mean a lot to me that are crappy. Adventure yeah, same, Quest, same the here. original from like ages <laughs> ten to like thirteen, meant a lot to me, and that is. <laughs> Not even objectively bad. Yeah. It's just awful. A- anime means a lot to me. There's a lot of bad anime. Anime as an industry is pretty not good either. So I mean, the whole concept around the industry of anime is yeah. awful. Yes, I agree. Unless if you're working for Studio Trigger or like Kyoto Animation, you're probably making less than the minimum wage, and I feel bad about that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like people who like and the like if and the people who probably like you have to sell to probably don't like you either so i mean it's like video games yeah um yeah so if you like these sorts of discussions if you like thinking critically about media second opinion is the show for you we got a lot of other great shows on there but we'll talk about those another on another ad uh but first we have uh another question uh once from sergeant prelate holy crap i've messed all of this up let me start over we have another question from Sergeant Polaris, participant on the Hey Poor Player forums, who actually sent us two questions in this week. The first one is, what is your favorite mod for a game? Have you ever felt that a game is better th- with a mod than without? And if so, what game? Oh. Um, favorite mod for a game? Hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, you, you don't have I can mod. start with this oh, okay. if you like. No, you can start. You can start. I'll go next. Okay. Uh, I mean, one thing I would say is I talked about this actually last week. Uh, I was playing, and I've still been playing somewhat, um, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds Expanding Fronts. Uh, I don't... Like, in some ways, that game is much, much better with that mod, which is increasingly becoming, with the very small fan base that game has, like, the preferred way to play it. Uh, it's way more stable and like it's it's a big part of that mod is effectively an HD edition for that game like the resolution's way better everything looks way better all a bunch of like glitches and stuff that were in the game are fixed it actually runs better on modern computers it doesn't crash every 10 minutes uh, uh you can play with like way more population and stuff there's more maps um it makes some other changes that i don't love so i don't know that i can say it's better in every way 
but it, that's certainly better in a lot of ways. Um, I would also actually say that Doom, um, vanilla Doom is... Like, if you're playing Doom these days, you should at least have some kind of source port, like Z-Doom or GZ-Doom or something that you're playing it in, that allows, like, for everything to look better and things to move quickly and uh, for you to be able to use mouse look and stuff like that. Because um, the original game didn't have mouse look. Uh, I haven't played, like, technically vanilla regular Doom in forever, because I always at least have something like that on. Um, and I think... I don't think that anyone who, like plays doom very much plays vanilla um and also there's a lot of mods for that that are really 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 good so those would be the two games i would say they're like better with mods at least to some extent i don't play mod games because i'm always worried that i'm gonna mess something up on my computer when i do it so oh no i do i have one mod and it's the honey pop <laughs> mod which oh, no. je- well, all it is is it's an official <laughs> mod, aka from the developer that removes the clothing from the Steam release because they can't show full mm. nudity. That's all. That is the only mod I've ever played that is on my computer. And Bless still... you for saying that out loud on recording. Yeah, I I play it because that's what the developer said was his original vision. <laughs> Vision's pretty accurate, actually. But uh, yeah, I I just don't. I'm not good at modding things, so I don't play them. But I got that, and it's still my second favorite game of like 2015. Or yeah, so take that as you will. <laughs> that list I posted Single two tier. years ago still isn't wrong. I'm sorry. Single tier. My vision, my beautiful vision for this game. Uh, my original vision titties. for this is to have titties, some titties. more rocks in the fields. <laughs> that would have made episode one a lot more, a lot better. The you gotta see. You, they will see the titties. They will feel the titties. Not really though, because it's an anime game. Oh, with the Nintendo so Switch you... though, we're gonna feel some titties. I'm counting on it. <laughs> oh, well, it does have that HD rumble, which is the worst name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's High get ready to rumble. HD Rumble. Oh, yeah, God. no, that's it, it's, dumb. It's, yeah, it's a poor name. It's a poor decision. Twelve eighty P Rumble. Oh. Okay. Anyway, back to mods. <laughs> back to <laughs> that mods. That anime city uh, tangent was pretty great, but uh, anyway, mods. Well, actually, was actually, it? there's a lot of mods that involve. Never mind. Anyway, oh, okay. So <laughs> there are a lot of those mods. <laughs> How many nude mods? Round to the I've, nearest okay. like ten. How many nude mods you have installed on your computer right now, Mister Terencio? Um, see, okay, you know what the fucked up thing is? <laughs> I I have an answer, but here's the the messed up thing. It's like even <laughs> yeah, if you you're don't... right. That is the most messed up thing. <laughs> even you know what my answer is zero. Okay, here's the thing. Even if you don't want a nude mod, like, every Skyrim mod is a nude mod, no matter what you do. Like, I just wanted a mod that makes everyone not look like a crappy potato, and it's literally, like, the default state is nude. Like, it's, like, you can't change it either, and it's, like, okay. And then, like, some of them, I'm, like, okay, at least this, like, like, there's one where it's, like, okay, better skin texture, and it's, like, Default is nude, and then you can, and then like the options are underwear, and I'm like, I'm glad that the default is nude, and like the underwear <laughs> one's not the default, whatever. But uh, anyway, so my answer is I don't know because literally like every mod is like a nude mod practically at this point. Um, 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, like I think my favorite mod is actually it's like it's Defense of the Ancients. It's for Warcraft Three. Like, I don't know if yeah. anyone. Like, oh no, like, people who probably listen to this are probably old enough. I don't know if you guys have heard of a game called Dota. Yeah, Dota. <laughs> I don't define know if you guys ever new, heard of that Define a new game. genre in video games. Yeah, did you know before you know. Dota 2, there was a Dota 1, and it was a Warcraft no, 3 mod? Actually, I, <laughs> I think I everyone's... <laughs> you actually did No, I did, no. I was just playing the... <laughs> I was gonna say. Okay. Just... Yeah, that's fine. But, um, yeah, like, Dota, I actually did, like, I played it towards the end when, like, no one played it anymore. And, like, I had people in, like, mm-hmm. my high school, like, oh, you should check this game out. I'm like, oh, I like Warcraft 3. What's this? And it's, like, Dota. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. And, like, it was super weird, and I was awful at it because I didn't get, like, what the idea behind it was. It's, like, but it was, like, I like it now, like, looking back on it because I'm, like, this is, like, a cool idea. Like, it was definitely, like, I mean, now it's, like, a multi-billion dollar, like, game genre, but I mean, like, like, the idea behind it was super interesting and cool, and I know, like, other games... It's more or less, like, a tower defense game, and that's pretty much what, like, MOBAs are, and it's, like... But, like, the idea behind it and, like, how they did it and the idea of, like, the three lanes and the creeps is cool. Like, I like it. So I would say that's my favorite mod, just because it also made, like, some of my favorite games, which are MOBAs. Like, like I mean, I hate League of Legends, but I also love League of Legends. It's And that wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. without Dota, so there's that. And as for games that are better with mods... Literally every Bethesda game is better with mods than without mods. If anything, like if if Bethesda ever releases a game, I always tell people just just wait like a month and then just mod the crap out of game the game and wait for patches because you don't need to put yourself through the awfulness that is a vanilla Bethesda game. So yeah. Also, mm-hmm. everything's a nude mod. So there you go. Yeah. The one Bethesda <laughs> game I ever like really played that I tried to get into was uh, Skyrim on PS3. So that definitely says something on that oh, yeah. the worst version yeah. of that game <laughs> Vanilla. I feel like I don't know I think I think that the worst version of that game might be the one that isn't the remastered version that's still going to cost $60 in the year of our lord 2017 on the switch it's yeah come on now uh, come on so it's a bad. six-year-old game for sixty bucks, and I have to Come play it now. vanilla too. Like, with, like, cause like they didn't like. Oh god, that's like the worst part. It's just like I have to play a vanilla version of like not remastered Skyrim. It's like it's portable. It's like, but it's ugly, and it's like the worst version. It's portable for like, and you know it's portable for like twelve minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like oh, it's like you get past the intro, like the intro of that game, and then it's like it dies. Like it's like it died. It's like my my switch died along with my interest in Skyrim. Like. <laughs> It's actually really immersive because when the dragon breathes fire, your switch bursts into flames. <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. Uh, Sergeant Polaris has another question for us, which is, what is your favorite game that no one has ever heard of? To which my answer is, of course, Battleborn. Oh, that's true. <laughs> See, I can make it too. Uh... Um, no, no, seriously, I have a lot of games, actually, that, like, not to be uh, a like a jerk hipster like oh i play a lot of games nobody's ever heard but like i i do i have many many games that i like that are a little more um obscure but my favorite because i got to think about this question beforehand my absolute favorite game that nobody's ever heard of is lisa the painful rpg have either of you guys heard of this yes but never played it i've heard of it but i've never played of it played it yeah it's not 
it's not like the most obscure game ever, but it's still pretty obscure, and a lot of people have not played it. And I, I absolutely adore it. It's one of those games that I can't necessarily recommend to everyone um, because. It's again subtitled the painful RPG. That is not like for funsies. That is not like series of unfortunate events where it's a comedy show for kids that is styled as though it's super unpleasant. No, like this is straight up the darkest game I've ever pl- probably like the darkest game that exists. Um, you know, trigger warnings for literally everything. Um, but it is also the best, I think, the best story in any game I've ever played. Um, I absolutely adore it. The campaign is about eight hours long. I'm looking here at Steam. I have more than 50 hours into it, so that'll tell you how much I like it. Um, I Like I said, I really love it for its story, which is both funny in the most bleak possible way and absolutely horrific. But it's not just horrific for shock value. It like It's one of these things that is mature in the sense that it actually deals with mature themes and it does so in a mature manner. Like it talks about things like death and rape and pedophilia and perversions and, you know, horrible, horrible things that have happened to people. Abuse, abuse is a big one, suicide, drug addiction. Um, But it actually deals with these things in a way that is really smart and feels really real. And it also, but it knows how to balance that with humor so that it's not just all depressing all the time and you don't feel anything because obviously if everything's always depressing and there's never any happiness, the depressing stuff just starts to feel jaded. Like, it's it's so good. It's also a really fun game to play because it's a turn-based RPG and it's a game that got me into turn-based RPGs, made me discover that I really like them and, and got me big into that genre. Um... And, and it's a turn-based RPG where there's lots and lots of party members you can pick up. And so there's a lot of fun strategies to be had in playing the game with different parties. Um, I've, I've recently... The most recent one I did was trying to play with literally the worst like party possible. A party that had no utility with each other. And it was really, really hard, but really, really fun. And so I just, I could talk about it for the rest of the show. I won't, but I love Lisa. And if any of that sounded interest, if any of that sounded interesting to you, I highly recommend you pick it up. Also get its sequel, Lisa the Joyful. It's literally only five bucks more for a 10 buck game initially. And it's, it's very worth. So yeah, favorite underrated games, guys. Uh... Mine is a two-part collection of games as well. Um, it probably was heard of. I just never heard of anyone speak of it before. I found it on like a Steam sale for ninety-nine cents for both. Uh, it's Breath of Death Seven and Safulu Saves the World. If anyone has heard of those two games, there are. I have. I've heard of Cthulhu Saves the World. Breath of Death Seven's uh, the same basic type of game where it's they're both very short, ten-hour. Uh, RPG turn-based RPGs that are basically just making fun of the whole genre of games. Mm-hmm. Like Sahulu saves the world. Yeah. You're, you're Sahulu, and you, you're like, oh, I'm the big old the little devil tentacle monster. Yeah, thing. I gotta save the world. And they're they're pretty cute. Like like I said, ten hour short games. Really good mm-hmm. music. Really good soundtrack. And in terms of games no one has ever heard of, I gotta give it to those two. Either that or uh, the song of Saya, Saya Uta, which is a very dark, depressing visual novel. 
about a guy who mm-hmm. has I've talked about this I think on the podcast before. You have, yeah. Or uh, if you haven't known, a uh, guy has some sort of disease where he sees everything on the walls of people looking as grotesque monsters, oh, except I have for heard one of this. girl. Holy cow. Yeah, it's written uh, where he sees one girl who's the one normal looking thing in his life, and he starts obsessing over it. And since she's the one good thing that looks real, it's probably not really true compared to everything else in the game. It's written by uh, Gen Urobuchi, who has wrote about who's written like very many like award-winning uh anime like madoka magica he's written fate zero mm-hmm. he wrote the he wrote and designed the first season of a uh, psychopath too so he if you understand those types of stories from what i said it's that type of game and it's it's incredible as well yeah, yeah so that's mine nathaniel um so <clears throat> i don't know well actually like I, as everyone was talking about theirs i actually did think about it because i actually have a gamecube plugged into my tv which i found a month ago and a game that like i had as a kid and wanted super bad as a kid because i don't know where i saw the ad but like it's called it's pretty much godzilla destroy all monsters for gamecube i don't know if anyone played that or even knows what that is but yeah i know what godzilla destroys all monsters is yeah yeah it's good yeah it's so not intuitive, but damn, is it fun. Like, <laughs> it's not intuitive at all. There's literally, like, three moves. It's grab, punch, range attack if you're, like, Godzilla. But, like, if you're anything else, your range attack is awful. And if you're Mothra, you have nothing. Like, it's not fun. It's not... Well, it's fun. It's fun as hell, <laughs> but it's not a good game. Like, it's a game that shouldn't be fun. But it's really fun just because it's Godzilla and you're just, like... You're in a, like, a dumb, like, invisible force field, like like battle zone of like random cities and you just cause destruction and you kill things and you just beat up stuff until its health goes down and it's actually like super simple and fun but then like the cool part is like oh it's Rodan it's uh Godzilla it's Godzilla 2000 not that's not a cool part that's (laughs) not American Godzilla 2000 it's like Godzilla (laughs) Millennium Godzilla I don't know okay I don't know better Godzilla Godzilla yeah. Millennium. Yeah, the Millennium Godzilla. Like he the complains one for the... about not being able to afford a house. <laughs> <laughs> because he can't afford a house. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that's one game. Um, another game that I found, because I've, like, ever what could be bigger than What could be bigger than Millennial Godzilla? His crippling student death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mecha right, Godzilla sorry, constantly continue. complains. Why can't Millennial Godzilla get a job? Why does he like just tweet all the time? His liberal tweet, tweet, tweet. It takes a shit. whole three student deaths to rebuild Tokyo. <laughs> but uh, Millennial Godzilla is destroying the fashion industry. Parentheses literally, he stepped on it. <laughs> but um, Millennial Godzilla sitting in the world's biggest Starbucks, like, sipping on his coffee while typing bad huh. things on his Tumblr with his Apple i. La- ah, Apple laptop. Damn it, I messed that up. <laughs> going, and, and going back is best to friend the... Mothra's uh, struggling um, actor who's also the barista. <laughs> going back to the sea, Millennial Godzilla, is that your safe space? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, real nice stepping on stuff. You want a participation award? Oh, <laughs> what else do we... We're going to fence somebody <laughs> with this somehow. I'm just going to to be clear, like I'm offended by that shit. Like I'm making fun of the I'm making fun of the people who say that shit. But yeah, I'm sorry, Nathaniel. What else? Are we talking <laughs> no, no, about? it's fine. Um, but uh, I think uh, like uh, there's also 
a Harvest Moon game that I recently played. It's the thing is everyone's played like at least one Harvest Moon game, but this one's the one for the Wii, and I'm pretty like I like to my knowledge those are like the most despised Harvest Moon games because there's only two. There's Animal Parade yeah. and whatever, but I I played Animal Parade and like. <laughs> Ah uh, yes, Harvest Moon colon whatever. <laughs> Honestly, they probably would do something like that at this point. Yeah, like song of I can't think of another word, so we're just gonna call it this. Yeah, exactly. I, I Harvest Moon. Bridge. Here's one Instead. that isn't Stardew Valley. This there this is not Harvest Moon for GameCube or the first Harvest Moon, pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I played that and it's. Yeah, it's not as good as our other Harvest Moon games. Mostly just because it's super... Like, after, like... There's a certain point where they just, like, stopped trying and all they did was, like, hey, it's a new setting and different waifus, which are all the same archetypes. It's like, yep, got it. Okay, and except for the one recurring waifu who's actually, like, who looks like a child, but she's actually, like, a thousand years old. It's like, okay, well, you know, that's... Yeah, still, still the, the legal lolly. The absolute worst thing Japan has come up with in recent years. I may look like an eight-year-old girl, but I'm a thousand years old. Also, I'm a witch or something. Like, great. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. I will never breed with you in this game, but yeah. thank you for existing, I guess. I haven't picked you in three <laughs> Harvest Moon games, but... <laughs> but, yeah, like, I... but yeah, I played that, and I like that. I like Harvest Moon a lot, uh, even the crappy ones. There's a little... There's a charm to it, and, like, that's the thing. I like Stardew Valley, but I really would like a good... Well, it's... Well, it's called Harvest Moon in America, but like in Japan, Story of Seasons, and that's the games that we're gonna get now because Harvest Moon is owned by the American publisher, and they're not making any more games. I don't. It's a dumb story, but Story of Seasons, the one that's coming to America. I hope that's good. Um, it'd be nice to have a good Harvest Moon Story of Seasons game, whatever. But yeah, I like. Yeah, that game is fun, and I'm only saying like no one knows about it because like literally most people i talk to haven't played the wii harvest moon games because they're not good and yeah like those yeah those are the ones that get dismissed really easily also the ds ones but i i've never played those so yeah i forgot yeah that harvest moon even had ds game so <laughs> that doesn't say anything <laughs> oh man and uh with that when we come back we're gonna be talking about the news all the news that's fit to print. Our top story this week is the Fire Emblem Direct, which Nintendo did on the 18th. That's the day the last episode came out, so obviously we didn't we didn't talk about it then. Um, but uh, we're ready to talk about it now. Anthony, why don't you tell us about? This Fire Emblem Direct that Nintendo did tell us like what's what's the high points? What did we learn from this? All right, it's important. So there's a few things we learned about it. One is the obvious and really stupid fact that there's going to be a Fire Emblem on the Switch. We're literally not going to show you anything about it. We're just going to say there's a Fire <laughs> Emblem game on the Switch. No date. <gasps> oh great! What a shock! Now that the fucking Fire Emblem series went from being extinct to being playable on your fucking microwave. Of course there's going to be a game on the Switch. But uh yeah. There's also going to be an inspired remake slash upgrade of the second ever Fire Emblem game um which mm-hmm. is Fire Emblem Gaiden. It added a whole bunch of new uh new things to the series that wasn't that hasn't been in the game like exploring dungeons and going into mm-hmm. towns and things which is really interesting. And that's coming out relatively soon this year. 
Like I think March or May they said it was May nineteenth. May nineteenth. Okay. Along with uh, amiibos of its protagonists, which I won't get. Woo! But well, actually, I might get the female is. one because she's really cute. But uh... amiibos. Sorry, <laughs> continue. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Nathan? <laughs> I have a lot I, of amiibos. <laughs> I have like three, but I might, like I said, I might get her because she's an adorable. But uh. Yeah, there's stuff like, and it's gone from being called Fire Emblem Gaiden to Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valencia. Yeah, because that is a much more memorable name. Fire Emblem Echoes. We didn't choose Origins. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, but it's still like Fire Emblem generic fantasy word, generic fantasy word, generic fantasy Uh, word, generic fantasy word. Remix. We don't uh, talk about that on this podcast uh, <laughs> because that's not knuckles. a real thing. I refuse. I don't care that it's fire. <laughs> that is just another Kingdom Hearts game. I'm not calling it by that full title. Um, but uh, there's also the they showed off about three whole more seconds of Fire Emblem uh, Warriors for the Nintendo Switch, yeah. and they also announced it's going to be on the new 3DS. Which means that five people are going to get it because no one bought the new 3DS. <laughs> and yeah, now how one of those will. five people? Like I was going, uh, I, like I, I was going to get one. Mm-hmm. I was going to get one, but now it's there's the Switch, so it's like, oh, okay, so I'm getting that one then. Yeah, yeah, and pretty much. That's that's really cool. The few so. the few exclusives that it had, I think, are all coming to Switch. I know I saw that like Binding of Isaac is, and that was one of the two exclusive people cared about. The That's getting a physical release, too, on the Switch. Is really? It? Yeah. According, I was looking at the GameStop website to see if they had any uh, Pro Controllers available, because I will go to that link to get a Pro Controller, because I can't find one on Amazon right now. Right. I'm not but it had, a, it had a box... On there, Ooh. that's inter- that's interesting. So I don't know if it's physical or if that's like really good artwork, but I'm pretty sure it is a physical release. That sounds cool, actually. I like the Nintendo box art they've shown for the Switch so far. Like, it's one of the only things that makes me like legitimately happy. Or you like... mean them copying a PSP box? Yeah, I like the <laughs> artwork. Okay, <laughs> I like the. Artwork. I mean, I'm I'm fine with all the artwork is great. But that is a PSP how desperate box. Are, how desperate are you to like the Switch that you're like, the box art is pretty? Um, I'm going to like it no matter what. Nintendo could literally be like, the Switch needs to be walked every day, and it's going to piss on your carpet, and I'd still probably get one, like, honestly. <laughs> the Switch no, that will was, literally that was the kill Xbox your dog. One. Well, it's a Nintendo product, so I kind of have to get it. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to do? Not get smashed this generation? I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, like... Uh, uh, speaking, by the way, of things that are bad about the Switch, um, some Nintendo person, I don't remember who it was, issued a statement today and was talking about, like, it, it was some interview about the Switch, it was talking about, like, oh, no, the, the online mode where you have to do chat through a second device, like through your phone or something, is so much better because you don't have to deal with the bulky gamer headset. That's why he said, the bulky gamer headset. Yeah, so you had like to put wearing... your phone to your head. Exactly. Like, wearing headphones is somehow so horrible and so difficult, especially compared to having one hand holding a phone to your head or the shitty speaker on your your iPhone like Like, a real millennial. Get off your your fucking Razor headset (laughs) and put down your monster for a second. (laughs) It's basically, listen, guys, you're going to be buying a $300 console and $100 for two additional controllers. You could probably afford a phone. (laughs) <laughs> That's what Nintendo was saying. Yeah, yeah. And by the but way, when you're, when like, get Mario Run while you're at it too. 
<laughs> and the worst I mean, I mean, game that's been announced I mean, in months, but I'll get to that in a second. I mean, all of that, all of that is so bizarre to me. Like the whole, I mean, the whole online system that they did. Honestly, we talked about it last time, but like the the the. The fact that, like, chat is not integrated into the Switch at all, and you're gonna have to get a second device. Like, how? How is that still... How is that a thing? How did the Wii U get that better? A year from now, though. Like, they're gonna do it a year from now, definitely. Because there's no way they're not gonna do it. How hard is it to put a freaking USB port on this bad boy? Right? Like... Or even a headphone jack, right? Like headphones, like have the ability to have a mic and a and like be able to listen to like with one, you know, jack. You could they just could have done that, like the iPhone headphones. And and, because that's the thing, right? If you're doing it on your phone, you're still probably going to be using a headset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just that I won't be able to use my actually nice gaming headphones. I'll have to plug in my crappy earbuds. You know? Yeah, exactly ridiculous ridiculous anyway i'm sorry fire so a uh, little bit of fire emblem warriors fire emblem switch uh fire emblem shadows of valencia echoes or echoes shadows shadows of echo valencia fire emblem fire emblem festival um, uh plus knuckles. what else what else and we then got we have uh give us your money because we're nintendo <laughs> and for some reason you guys still think fire emblem's good the cell phone game or uh fire emblem heroes Yep, which they spent most of it. That was most of the direct. Man, what like, I liked about real, the though. direct on that, they showed the dude failing and spending money to get his character. At least they're being <laughs> which... accurate, though. <laughs> now, that is Nintendo Direct. Like, that is, that's as direct as you can get. Like, listen. Uh, yeah. And that, that, T- and what, I know they're going to have, Fire I'm Emblem. probably going to be the one to review it because no one's going to want to. <laughs> I don't feel like but, spending money. And I already wrote an article about it, and like the very first comment that wasn't uh, from somebody on uh, one of those aggregate sites is, "All right, you allow every other site to get re- game to get rid of this, and not this." And I'm like, "No, I don't. I talked about how this is bad for everything. <laughs> Please stop making gotcha games. They're bad, They're and I'm not so spending money, money on though. a virtual character that's going to die." So and they are going to get money because Awakening made it sold well, and Fates for some reason sold even better. Oh, let's be real—they want to milk the waifu train while it's still like <sighs> roaring and steaming. Hey, hey, Nathan, listen—you know I love you. You know I respect you a lot. If you ever say the words "milk the waifu train" <laughs> on my fucking podcast ever again, <laughs> milk the not waifu the context train. I meant either. But okay, I, I won't. <laughs> I'm going to no, drive that, to San no, Francisco. No, you won't, but I'm going to, that's going to be my intro to the next episode I'm on now. <laughs> Milk the waifu train. Well, but, just once. Think before you speak. Uh, Never. <laughs> and Nintendo's but. going hard on it. By, like, they're doing, oh, you get to choose your own warrior that's going to be in the game. We already know everyone's going to be it anyway. That's the whole point of a fucking gotcha game, is so you can put all the characters no one likes no, no, no. and spend more money. You are confused, sir. The Choose Your Own Legends voting event does not vote what characters are in the game. Oh, it votes what characters will get new outfits and a phone wallpaper. <laughs> you know what I can get with a phone wallpaper? Literally anything on any website. I just copy the picture and boom, new phone wallpaper. I'm not spending... <laughs> fucking money on a Nintendo game for a free-to-play Fire Emblem Nintendo game. Oh my god. 
I'm already <laughs> enough dead as it is. <laughs> I'm not spending money on well, a bad. Well, Nintendo... and they're like, oh, the maps are gonna be as much to fit in your screen, aka we're gonna have twelve spots on the map because we can't <laughs> afford scrolling. Uh... And again, like. Yeah, even with, like, as crappy as they're going to have to make it, like, I don't want to play a Fire Emblem game on my phone, because it's going to burst into flames, like we were talking about earlier, you know? You're going to get, like, 12 minutes. It's like, I've played Hearthstone on my phone for a while, but that was, like, like the Droid Max two-day battery life, that's, like, an hour and a half now, if you're playing Hearthstone. No, it's my phone's going to burst into flames, because as soon as I'm going to do with those free gotchas, like, that you earn probably... Because it's like a phone gotcha, so you earn it like once every day. I'm going to throw into a yeah. fucking fire because I got generic unit number 32 again. Fire emblem, yeah. got it. <laughs> we got the soldier class that doesn't even have a name. Draw again for like a 1-500 chance to get fucking <laughs> Lucina from Awakening in a slightly skimpier outfit because we know that's what you guys want. It's going to make them so <laughs> or, much bank. Or spend like one in fifty time in order to get legal lolly dragon waifu. Oh boy! Oh, I mean, let's be real. Fire Emblem has been making the steps close. They've honestly been like more focused on waifu simulator, and now they just went full waifu simulator. Like, yeah, I mean, and I'm okay with waifu simulators. I I played Honey Pop for crying out loud for for twenty hours when the game was good. Like now it's literally waifu simulator tacked onto something that's not good. Let's make two versions of, or three versions of the same game. Yep. Change the characters around. Make one person have either quiet waifu or big breasted big sister mm-hmm. waifu. And those are the major differences. <laughs> yeah, that's literally harder. it's like Fire Emblem, I want to bang my sister. Yeah. Or Fire Emblem, I want to bang the lowly <laughs> pretty much. I want to bang my lolly sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then, oh and then Revelations is why not both? Why not both? You could have everyone. This really is... Th- this really is the last episode of the Hayport podcast. Before, like, the FBI... Oh, you guys like, were already no. on with everything else I've recorded in my life. You were already getting listened <laughs> that's, to. That's that's why we have so true. many downloads. It's because the FBI's like, alright guys, we need to see if they talk about anything else. <laughs> I'm, I'll just I'll just put, like, the title of this episode, or the heading, one of the two will be, like, Milk the Waifu Train, and I'll just see how much extra traffic we get. <laughs> Also, I have to say, I'm looking right now at what is supposedly screenshots from Fire Emblem Heroes. Not a chance. Not a chance does it look this good. There mm. is a chance, but that's like the high like new phone quality, and then they'll have the standard for everyone who doesn't upgrade, and it's just going to be pixelated garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's probably going to be the Switch release. It's going to be announced like three months into the Switch. They're like, all right, we're bringing in Fire Emblem Heroes to the Switch. <laughs> And you will hear me scream from states away. <laughs> this is going to be the new... What was that? Uh, oh, Final Fantasy All the Bravest. Like, that absolute ripoff. It's going to be a little bit better. It's going to be a Brave Exodus. Final Fantasy Brave Exodus, which is literally the same game. It is, and I like that game, but man, did it but get paid away. Are you ready for the Ariana Grande DLC? Hey, hey, don't hate on Ariana <laughs> What is Nintendo going to get? Is Selena, gonna, is Selena Gomez going to be in Fire Emblem Heroes? It's going to be Taylor Swift a horrible, waifu. A horrible pixelate. <laughs> Selena Gomez is your big-breasted waifu sister. You know what's horrible about the Ariana? <laughs> Tangent, but like... 
the Ariana Grande character they added to that game is literally Ariana Grande, except they just made her boobs bigger. Like, literally, same thing. It's the same bunny outfit and everything, but they just made her boobs bigger. And I'm like, yeah, sounds about right. Oh, they did a lightning returns on her. I gotcha. <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Lord. Square Enix, why? J- Japan, just stop. Stop, but don't stop. Hey, Japan, just stop, but don't <laughs> yeah, stop. Yeah, and I know it's going to make money, which is why I didn't... Oh, God, it's going to make oh, money. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, holy... <sighs> Nintendo's already, like, just, just oozing. They're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to take this to the bank. Miyamoto's like, I'm not even a part of this franchise yet. I'm going to be milking this. <laughs> I'm going to milk this wife and and, and yet there are still no... I can't get no that ad- phrase out of my head. That's like you with New Donk City on the last episode. Like, I can't stop thinking about these bad these bad words. <laughs> these bad words. And, it's, and, it's not profanity, but it's bad it's words. Bad Somewhere things that distance. shouldn't be put together. <laughs> Somewhere in the mm-hmm. distance, Adam Foster's crying because there's not another Advance Wars game. Oh my god, I would have... Yeah, like, I know, we, like I said, like I would kill someone for a Minions DLC. I would kill someone for that, leg- legitimately. That would be okay. Yeah. Just <laughs> It's just Mario <laughs> riding in a tank shooting at the rabbits <laughs> for that DLC. Mm-hmm. Alright. Mm-hmm. That was the Fire Emblem Direct. Two really cool and interesting things, and one thing that will make me want to jump off a cliff. Well, and to be fair, one of those... I mean, like, they even, like, they were like, oh, yeah, new Fire Emblem game, and I'm like, well, like, vaguely new Fire Emblem game. Like, we know nothing about it. It doesn't even have a title. For all I know, it could be Fire Emblem School Idol Festival. They were literally just saying, we're probably going to make another one. Fire Emblem School Idol Festival. Dude, don't even joke. <laughs> you would buy that game immediately, and so would I. Yeah, I would buy that game <laughs> legitimately. Like, I will import that thing, because now the Switch doesn't have that, and so I don't have to get uh, the fucking bad tra- voice translation. Yeah, oh mm-hmm. my god. It's that. Like, that's the one thing I'm, like, really enjoying, like, about the Switch. is like, one of the things, but there's not a lot of things to enjoy, is, like, but yeah, like, one of those is, like, no more region lock. That's... That's great. Like I don't know. Like uh, I think they're just starting to realize that like like people want like these Wii U games, and like the only people who does make games for like Nintendo products is Japan. So yeah, might as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Um, without Jay here, I don't know how much people are gonna want to say about this, but uh, Overwatch is getting a big Year of the Rooster update. Oh yeah, it's May focused. Year of the Cock. Best girl getting an outfit Time. that isn't shit finally. Ugh. Diva? May. Uh, I don't know. Diva's the only one I know because there's so much fan art of her. Oh, you mean a lot of porn? Yeah, I know. Yes, I, uh, yes, that's uh, exactly what I meant. Diva's going to get man. a bunch of Year of the Like, Rooster I knew porno. what this episode was going to be, but some part of me was like, maybe, maybe it'll, it'll be, be civil and be. not talk about titties or waifus for once. You're the cock. Time uh, to get DLC for all these Overwatch waifus. Yeah, it, literally, that's all it is. It's just like the only outfits I've seen are the waifus who are getting the outfits. Like no one else is getting out. Well, I know. Other I think the are mech outfits. isn't the dude, uh, the d- Bastion, getting one. I don't know. Maybe there's someone out there who's just like Bastion's the real waifu. I don't think so. According to our news site, it's uh, it's May and Diva confirmed and. Uh, maybe some other people. Those are the only ones we know for sure, though. Like, um, and of course, you won't be able to get the skins. You have to get them through the game's random loot box system because 
Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. We, we know you're going to spend like a million dollars for a diva skin. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. If you're making me know. charge $60 for a game, I'm not paying for a fucking skin. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. For something you can't even see on your own character. It is a first-person shooter that game. Is Why are you so spending money <laughs> to buy it for other people? You're spending your well, own money for... to buy it for other people to look at you. Well, it's for the status, isn't it? Like, you see somebody with, like, a big, expensive skin, and it's... You're like, wow, that dude has Wait, way too strategy. much money. It's strategy. Hold up. Like, hear me out. This is my theory. You get the kinkiest oh. waifu skin, and so your opponent is so distracted by the kinky waifu skin that you just automatically kick their ass and win. That's actually... Actually, there is evidence with a... There are some... <laughs> de- there are some dead or alive games where they had to ban a few outfits because of stuff like that. So <laughs> you're not entirely the, uh, wrong. There is a I don't know how much you guys were into TF2 when it existed and Valve it's cool that you're pretending it still does. That's fine. That's whatever. <laughs> um 10 people playing but like, doesn't mean it's not <laughs> dead. Listen, I I tried Valve but then you you fucked it up. Anyway, but uh there's like a legendary Team Fortress 2 video where this guy's a spy and he has this spray that's like titties and he sprays it on the wall and he just gets backstab after backstab. He backstabs the same guy four times because they come up to look at the spray and he keeps killing him. <laughs> it's genius. This is esports strategy like 101. Apparently Team Fortress 2 players are so desperate to see titties. They're like, I know I'm going to die if I go here, but whatever. I'm literally on a computer I'll ever see right in this now, game but because everyone's a dude literally. <laughs> I'm literally on a computer right now where I could tap and spew them for free, but I'm going to stay them. I could hit Alt-Tab and see what I would describe as a plethora of porn. Yeah. Or it, a miasma. It's just some bits. guy who's like, what are these two things? And he has to Google and that's why he gets backstabbed. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. He keeps trying to get a screenshot to do a reverse Google search. What are these? What are those? <laughs> And there goes the meme uh, from 2016. I killed him. Mm-hmm. Just like these jokes. <laughs> yep. I, I I also noticed that I'm looking at, of course, the Hey Poor Player article about the Overwatch update, and the only comment on it is from Jay Petroquin. <laughs> Which makes sense. Oh, that... Um, you know what, honestly, there's a couple other news stories, but instead of trying to come up with things to say about the ongoing Oculus Rift Facebook lawsuit, let me what? just ask you guys. Oh, okay, well, uh, yeah, okay, we can go into that. Yeah, um, oh, like, sorry. starting in 2014, ZeniMax, which of course is owned by Bethesda, um, or, t- or owns Bethesda, <laughs> yeah, say, oh. Sorry, This is not that ZeniMax, sorry, ZeniMax owns Bethesda. Um, they, uh, they sued facebook because they are claiming that the uh, oculus rift use technology that zenimax owns based basically on the fact that john carmack and a couple other zenimax employees worked on the rift for a bit huh. um and shared work on that and zenimax is like that makes it ours even though you know from john carmack's employees he was just like oh yeah i'll work on this other cool project for funsies because uh, that's the kind of person john carmack is frankly zenimax um yeah, and so they're they're uh, they're suing Facebook, and uh, the Zuck himself took the stand on um, on the 18th, 
uh, last Wednesday, week ago, when you're listening to this. And uh, he was basically trying to... Yeah, he's defending. He was saying... Uh, one thing that a lot of people were talking about is that during this, during his, you know, basically saying, uh, no, we didn't steal this, he was saying that he doesn't think uh, virtual reality is fully there yet. He says, it's going to take five or ten more years of development before we are all where we want to go. <laughs> oh, Lord. Which is, which is interesting... Um, considering that, like, the Oculus Rift is out and they're selling it. Like, we've talked about on here that we felt like, yeah, the Oculus Rift and kind of virtual reality in general is kind of shit right now. But it's interesting to hear the guy whose job is to sell the Oculus Rift and convince you that the future is now being like, oh, yeah, it's going to take a decade before it's actually good. Uh. It's Also, there's a lot of people are like... I, theorizing around the fact like how oddly specific that was that it's five or ten more years people are like what are they planning in five or ten years they're planning to add touch I don't know the, sensitivity <laughs> I don't know the I don't know that Facebook's going to be around in five or ten years honestly uh, they're not doing too hot it's... and I think it's just the fact that they're investing in this stuff that like they have no idea what it does either is like pretty freaking bad like, like it, it's obvious they have no grasp on what like virtual reality or the Oculus Rift is like, they don't have a focus. I think that's my problem, is that, like, they bought a thing, they thought it was cool, and they thought they have these ideas for it, but they have no focus, so they're like, yeah. Like, now, like, like, like the fact that Mark Zuckerberg said that, I'm like, I'm not surprised, honestly. You guys didn't know what the hell you were buying yet, like, you know, so. But. Okay, I'm also, I'm looking at this now. Um, <clears throat> I'm looking at, like, a different article, and uh, John Carmack did also testify, and he admitted it. He admitted to copying files and code from Zenimax and taking them to Oculus. Oh. So, like, case fucking closed. Jeez. Okay, well, that's sad because, honestly, I wanted to see this case dragged out for so long that Todd Howard and Mark Zuckerberg just get into, like, a <laughs> Skyrim-esque gladiator battle. Why would Todd Howard be involved? He's a game designer because for Bethesda. Because Todd Howard is God Howard. Because I want to see him fight Mark Zuckerberg because now the more I think about it, I just want to see it. Todd Howard jumps through a window. Buy game! Like, just, it'd be so fucking funny. I don't know why. Like, Zenimax is like, who can we call on for this? Todd Howard. This, but he, he just makes Skyrim. You just, what does he do? It's like, what does he have to do with this? But he's Todd Howard. It's like, okay. It's okay like, they both rip off. Facebook would just hire Peter Molyneux, who'd just lie for them the entire time. <laughs> Peter Molyneux could. Yeah, you know, honestly, Peter Molyneux could probably lie. Honestly, yeah, Peter Molyneux fighting Todd Howard video would probably be the greatest thing. And then in the middle of the fight when they're both, like, about to, like, they're both about to hit the last Moshigero, Miyamoto just comes out from, like, the ground or something and just stops their blades. X gonna give it to you playing. Just stops their blades and he has sunglasses on. (laughs) And he's, like, he's, and then, like, at that moment, they both look at him with, like, glee and, like, hope and he's just, like, we should... Switch and then he just hands them like a Nintendo Switch controller. And so he just no, see, I was I was going the, the opposite direction. I was thinking, controller. yeah, I was thinking of him like coming out of the ground, like stabbing them both with his folded <laughs> Nippon oh steel. God. And Todd Howard just looks up at him and goes, "Why? You're not even tangentially involved in this." And he just looks down and goes, "Please understand," which I know wasn't Miyamoto. It's Iwata coming back from the. <laughs> 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 takes off his mask Miyamoto was Iwata and then we find out that he faked his death he faked his death because he didn't want to be a part of the switch 
The new season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, is shaping up really good, yeah. guys. I think we just made the world's worst fanfic. I don't know what that was. That was horrible. <laughs> it's, of course, staying in. Oh, my gosh. Um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Did we all just take, like we all just got drugged on accident <laughs> at the same time? How was that? I think that story like actually drained me. I was just like, after like realizing what we just talked about, I'm like, damn, I don't have a soul left. <laughs> we have scraped, having scraped the entire barrel. Uh, I think I think it's I think we're done. I think it's time to be done for this week. Thank you so much for listening. This has been one of our sillier episodes. It's also been a somewhat shorter episode, but uh, that was actually somewhat intentional because our last episodes have all been super long, like many of them pushing three hours. And, uh, you know, not everyone likes that. We wanted to offer a more bite-sized, a more, like, lunatic offering, but also a more bite-sized offering. So, um, yeah, that's why this episode was a little shorter. Um, plus there's, it's, it's early January. There's nothing. There was some other news this, this week, this weekend, especially that, that people were paying a little more attention to than video games and there weren't a whole lot of releases. Um, but, uh, I want you to, I want to point you one more time towards www.heyporeplayer.com where you can find even more stuff that's just as silly as this. Most of it under the Heypore podcast banner. And until next time, I have been I Coleman. I'm Anthony Spivey. I'm Nathaniel Terencio, and my doggos are super loud, and I'm sorry. Yeah, you just—you should probably just kill your dogs. Honestly, I'll, I'll get, once you I get my Bethany. switch, I'll replace my switch with my dogs. There you go, your Nintendo dog. dogs switch. Inside every dog is a Nintendo Switch console. That's why it costs so much money because yeah. you have to kill your dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Thank you so much for li- thank you. For listening through this. You shouldn't have done that. But thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful Wednesday night. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.